Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me. What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Magnificent Montague, starring Marty Wally. Yes, it's The Magnificent Montague, the Saturday night transcribed feature on NBC's all-star festival of comedy, music, mystery, and drama. Brought to you by Chesterfield. Always milder, better-tasting, cooler-smoking, plus no unpleasant aftertaste. By Anison. For fast relief from pain of headache, neuritis, and neuralgia. And by RCA Victor, world leader in radio, first in recorded music, and first in television. Before we hear from the magnificent Montague, let's hear from Chesterfield. Science discovered it. You can prove it. No unpleasant aftertaste when you smoke Chesterfields. The biggest plus in cigarette history. Science discovered this fact. Of all cigarettes tested, Chesterfield, and only Chesterfield, leaves no unpleasant aftertaste. You can prove it. Smoke a pack of Chesterfields. They're always milder, better tasting, cooler smoking. And Chesterfield is the cigarette that leaves no unpleasant aftertaste. That's the biggest plus in cigarette history. Science discovered it. You can prove it. Buy Chesterfields today. And now, The Magnificent Montague. Edwin Montague is a stubborn man. As The Magnificent Montague of the Shakespearean Theater, he held out for years against going on the radio. Now that hunger has driven him to becoming Uncle Goodhart, hero of an afternoon radio program, he refuses to get off the air even for a weekend vacation. His poor wife, Lily, is doomed for another weekend in the city. But Agnes, their maid, is happily packing for an outing. You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy, you make me sad. What is it, honey? Oh, you're packing. Are you going away again for the weekend? What do you think? I'm off for the wide open spaces, and I don't mean your husband's mouth. <laughs> Well, what is it this time? Another outing of my club, the Unattached Girls of East 37th Street. Oh, you girls have so much fun. I just can't get Edwin out of New York. What a break for the rest of the country. <laughs> oh, stop. It's just that he hates the country. He's just afraid of the birds. 
If they spot that beautiful nest that hangs down from his chin, they'll think it's a... <laughs> they'll think it's a federal housing project for swallows. Oh, that's silly. Uh, tell me about the trip. I didn't know you were going by car. A car, she says. We all chipped in. We sent Zelda Zimmerman down to a used car lot. Boy, did she come back with a heap. A real meatball on wheels. <laughs> well, what kind is it? A 1923 Essex. The one they used to call a greyhound. I remember. Does it run? Run? If you put a rabbit in front of it, it'll chase it. <laughs> well, then why was Zelda talked into buying it? A salesman gave her a pitch. He said it was just like a modern car, no gear shift. No gear shift? It fell off 20 years ago. <laughs> Agnes, I'm worried about you going on a trip in a car like that. Honey, it's the perfect car for a cheap trip. It don't use gas. No gas? No, you just feed the squirrel under the hood. <laughs> Agnes, in a car like that, it sounds too dangerous. Oh, don't worry, honey. Hazel Schmidlack's boyfriend's a mechanic. He got under the car and said all he had to do was turn a few screws, and that's all he did. Good. Yeah, he's been under the car for five days now. <laughs> five days? The motor fell on him. <laughs> I hope it doesn't rain and spoil your outing. Just being out of this house and away from that monster husband of yours makes it a glorious holiday. <laughs> when Edwin and I were younger, he used to love going on boat rides up the Hudson. I know. Then Fulton invented the steamboat and scared Montague off the river. <laughs> oh, Agnes. No kidding. You need a rest, honey. I can take you somewhere. Oh, what's the use? He's so stubborn. Look, honey, use your brain. Tell him your health's shattered. Just tell him he's got to take you away before the boys in the white coats do it for him. Do you think I could do it? Why not? You are an actress. How do you think most wives get vacations? A groan, a moan in front of the husband, and it's hi-ho off to Bermuda. Uh, did you think a few moans and groans would work? It does with most husbands. Of course, with Montague, you may have to chop off an arm or something. <laughs> Agnes, I hate deceiving Edwin, but... I just know getting out of town would be good for him, too. Oh, that must be Edwin back from his morning walk around the block. I'll let him in. Here he is, nature boy. <laughs> well, as I live and breathe, glamorous Agnes, the last of the bloomer girls. Where's Lily? She's lying down on the couch. Lily lying down? I'm over here, Edwin. Oh, what's the matter? Why... Oh, I don't know, Edwin. I've... I've been feeling funny all week. She fainted three times this morning. Please, Agnes, I... I didn't want him to know. Know what? Gad, you look wonderful. <laughs> this poor woman needs a rest. A rest? Nonsense. She hasn't worked since 1937 when we did Romeo and Juliet. And even in that. She was lying in a nice, soft coffin for the last whole act. <laughs> Edwin, it's... It's just that I... I'm cooped up in this apartment all year. Look at her. The poor thing needs some sunshine. Well, so do I. And if you clean the windows once in a while, we get it. <laughs> oh, Edwin, my head is... 
I'm telling you, she needs a change. You're so right. We'll get a new maid. Adrian, <laughs> I, I don't like the demand, but, but perhaps a weekend in the country with fresh air, sunshine, green fields. Sunshine and fresh air? That could kill you, you know. Edwin, everybody goes away for the weekend. Oh, you're up now. I thought you were so sick. My weak little wife. Oh, Edwin. Oh, you're horrible. Now, stop bawling. Tragedy was never one of your strong points. <gasps> Go to your radio broadcast. Go anywhere. I could make it more specific. Agnes, <laughs> you started it all, this insane weekend nonsense. Oh, will you go to your radio broadcast? Yeah, hit the road. I'm going. Home, sweet home. Be it ever so humble, there's no place like Bellevue. Goodbye. Oh, oh now, honey. Oh, Agnes, it's not that I particularly want to go away on a weekend, but when I pretended I was sick, he didn't even seem to care. Well, there's one consolation. You married Montague for better or worse, and he can't get worse. <laughs> well, that's Edwin. As usual, when he's been nasty, he's coming back to apologize. Fiend, I'll get the door. Oh, so you've come crawling back... Uh-oh, it's Mr. Zinzer, the director of Montague's Uncle Goodhart program. Oh, hello, Mr. Zinzer. Oh, hello there, Mrs. Montague. <laughs> Is Mr. Montague home? <laughs> well, no, he left for the radio station. You just missed him. Oh, fiddle-dee-dee. <laughs> What's the matter, Mr. Zinzer? Now, what have you got in that basket? Oh, I'd rather not discuss it, Mrs. Montague. Whatever it is, it's moving. <laughs> well, Mr. Zinzer, what is it? Oh, please, Mrs. Montague, it's not the sort of thing men talk about in front of women. <laughs> Come now. Look, we're all over 21. Tell us, Mr. Zinzer. Well, all right. You see, a few days ago... Oh, I shouldn't be so risque. <laughs> oh, uh, go on. What is it? Well, here goes. Our dog had puppies. Oh, what he said. <laughs> Quiet, Agnes. So that's what is what's in the basket. A puppy. Oh, quick, let me see him. It's a her. Here, I'll pull back the blanket. Oh, Agnes, look. <laughs> oh, isn't she the cutest thing? <laughs> Congratulations, Mr. Zinzer. She has your nose. Do you really think so? <laughs> oh, look, look, she's trying to bite my finger. <laughs> Gosh, I'm sorry Mr. Montague isn't here to see her. I, I brought the puppy for him. For Montague? Oh, no, Mr. Zinzer. Edwin complains if a dog even walks in front of the building. Next to people and children, he hates dogs most. <laughs> Yeah, I thought Uncle Goodhart would like a dog in his home. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Zinzer. It's very sweet of you, but you'd better get it out of here. 
If Edwin even suspected a dog was in the apartment... Oh, dear. What am I going to do with little Edwina? I have to get to the radio station. I'll just leave her at the city dog pound. There's nothing I can... Edwina sure goes for you, honey. <laughs> oh, look at her. Cute as a button. <laughs> Come on, Edwina, to the pound. <laughs> oh, Mr. Zinzer, you can't take her to the pound. I have to do something. I can't take her back home. We got eight more to get rid of. Let's go. Oh, Mr. Zinzer, wait. I'll miss the broadcast. Mr. Zinzer, leave the dog here. Honey, have you lost your marbles? Agnes, I don't care what Edwin says. Little Edwina is not going to the pound. <laughs> Yes. All my life I've wanted a dog. And little Edwina is just the one. Oh, that's George. There's a vet around the corner, Dr. Spitz. I'll send him right up. A vet? All puppies need shots and things like that. Gee, I'll be late for the broadcast. Goodbye. Honey, a dog in the same house with Montague? It'll be murder. I don't care. Edwin will have to get used to her. Oh, brother. Between his beard and the dog, we'll have every flea in New York in here. Let me hold her. <laughs> oh, little Edwina. Little Edwina is not going to any nasty old town. Ah, oh, look at the little sweetheart. <laughs> oh, that must be the vet, Dr. Spitz. I'm coming, I'm coming. Come and open the door. <gasps> Edwin. Edwin? Edwin! <laughs> well, I can't explain to him now. Let me in! I'll, I'll hide the dog in the bedroom. Tell him anything, Agnes. Don't let him find out. Lucky Agnes, always in the middle. Coming! What's the idea of keeping you waiting? Where's Lily? She's in the bedroom. And she's really sick. Lily! But don't go in there. Uh, let her rest. You're right. Agnes, I must have been out of my mind. I, I was halfway to the radio station before I realized how miserably I treated Lily. I want her to know. Sure, sure, I'll tell her. Now go. I don't hear anything in the bedroom. She must be resting. Yeah, yeah, now go. Agnes, I'm worried. She looked pale. Is she really sick? It's nothing, nothing at all. <laughs> Agnes, listen to her. Don't go in there. You'll upset her. But she sounded off. It'll pass. Just a little sinus condition. Sinus? Chad, <laughs> that's the worst case of sinus I ever heard. Call a doctor. Now, don't worry. There's a Dr. Spitz coming over. Now, beat it. You'll be late for your broadcast. <laughs> How can I leave the time like this? Well, she's in horrible pain. I should be at her side. No, you've done enough. Oh, Agnes. Agnes, she complained about feeling ill, and I ignored it. I treated her like a dog. <gasps> oh, what a monster 
I've been. Agnes, I'm going to nurse her back to health. I'll take her to the country for a month. Six Get months. Get out. And call me if she gets worse. Agnes, I couldn't keep Edwina quiet. I, I think something's wrong. <laughs> now, don't you start. Well, it worked, honey. He's taking you out of the city. One more howl out of Edwina and you would have had a world cruise. <laughs> Don't talk nonsense. I can't leave the city now. I have a dog to take care of. Oh, it's like a baby. I wouldn't think of going anywhere. I give up. Oh, quick, quick. That's the vet. I'll let him in. Are you the vet? Yeah, I'm Dr. Spitz. <laughs> Mr. Zinzer sent me. Where's the hunt? The dog. Oh. Oh, right here, doctor. I think something's wrong with Edwina. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We fixed the kleiner little poopchen of good like new. <laughs> Let's go. Go? Where? To my dog hospital, around the corner. The hospital? Oh, doctor, what's wrong with her? Well, I think the dog, she has the pip. The pip? The pip? A pip? <laughs> quick, quick, let's go. We'll be back with a magnificent Montague in just a moment. First, here's a word from Anison. Every day you hear more and more about an incredibly fast way to relieve the pains of the headache, neuritis, and neuralgia. It's Anison. A-N-A-C-I-N. Now, the reason Anison is so wonderfully fast-acting and effective is this. Anison is like a doctor's prescription. That is, Anison contains not just one but a combination of medically proven active ingredients in the easy-to-take tablet form. Thousands of people have received envelopes containing Anison tablets from their own dentist or physician, and in this way discover the incredibly fast relief Anison brings from pains of a headache, neuritis, or neuralgia. So the next time a headache strikes, take Anison. A-N-A-C-I-N. Anison in handy boxes of 12 and 30, economical family-sized bottles of 50 and 100. Ask for Anison at any drug counter. And now, back to the magnificent Montague. While Agnes and Lily are at Dr. Spitz's dog hospital seeing Edwina through her first crisis, it is a remorseful Edwin Montague who is just finishing his Uncle Goodhart program. So, Ronald, once again you come to Uncle Goodhart for advice. Now you want to change your name. Don't you like the name of Ronald Smith? It's a good American name, Ronald. There's nothing to be ashamed of. But no, for some strange reason, you want to change your name to John D. Rockefeller, Jr. <laughs> Just because that is the name you've been signing checks with. <laughs> But you have nothing to worry about. As Shakespeare said, what's in a name? You just keep signing those checks and the authorities will change your name for you to a nice long number. <laughs> so, dear listeners, like Ronald, as the prison gates close on him for 99 years, remember, keep your head high into the sun and lie. <laughs> So ends another episode of Uncle Goodhart. Until tomorrow, when he meets you again in his little cottage on the sunny side of the lane, 
Here is Uncle Goodhart with his thought for the day. When your neighbor gets pushed off a fishing boat, wearing his heaviest clothes for the day, as he goes to the bottom like a lump of lead, yell down to him, Anchors away! Okay, Mr. Montague, you're off the air. Springer, did you receive a call from my home? No, nope, no one called. Oh, thank heavens. Lily must be better. Well, if she listened to your program just now, she must be proud of you. Now, please. It was inspirational, Mr. Montague. It was like drinking in a tonic. Mm, hair tonic. <laughs> it was sickening. Ah, don't be modest. Oh, here's Mr. Sinzer. Good show, eh, Sinzer? Oh, it was a four-star do there, all right, all right. <laughs> please, I've got to get home and see my wife. You're going home, Mr. Montague? Immediately. Sinzer, <laughs> <laughs> what is it? I know something you don't know. <laughs> Stop this. What is it? You've got a glorious surprise waiting for you at home. A surprise? How do you know? I saw your wife after you left. You did? Quick, Zinza. How was she? Wonderful. I've never seen her so happy. <sighs> Zinza, that is a glorious surprise. What was it, Mr. Montague? Something wrong with the ball and chain? <laughs> yes, I, I've just got to get her away for a little vacation. She sounded awful this morning. Wives are all the same, complaining all the time. Now, take my missus. Up at five, doing the laundry, getting breakfast, getting the brats off to school, mowing the lawn, cleaning the house, cooking the dinner, washing the dishes. Why, oh, you think all that exercise to do her good? No. Comes midnight, she can't keep her eyes open. <laughs> she falls asleep in the middle of washing the car. <laughs> and they say the automobile replaced the horse. Look, boys, I've, I've got to get Lily out of the house. What do you fellows do on a weekend? Oh, my wife and I like to get on a baseball diamond in Central Park and kick up our heels. Mm -hmm. Well, please, Zinza, that's not exactly what I had in mind for Lily and me. Well, it's oodles of fun. I knock out fungus and she shags flies. All right, Zinza. Oh, my wife's a magnificent ball player. Fine. She's constantly being mistaken for Yogi Berra. All right, Zinza. Of course, that's with her catcher's mask on. Yes, I understand. Without the mask, she looks like Joe DiMaggio. Zinza, will you stop? No reflection on Joe DiMaggio. Oh, no. Springer, what do you do when your wife doesn't feel well? Not a thing. I don't like to pamper her. But if she's sick. She just crawls off into the woods until she feels better. <laughs> well, I can see I'm going to get no help from you two. I'd better get home to Lily. I've got a lot of making up to do. Dog pamper. Quiet. I'm going to be the most considerate husband in the world. From now on, we're going places and doing things together. Why don't you bring her out to the baseball diamond? Big game tomorrow. Husbands against the wives. Mm. No, thanks. The funniest thing, they make my wife play on the men's side. Oh, Quiet. <laughs> Where's my hat? I'm going home to my lily. Lily? Lily? Agnes! What's funny? No one's home. At least that means she's well again. She's doing that shopping she said she had to do. What a scare she gave me. Those sounds she made. Well, I'll hear them in my sleep. 
coming. Oh, the janitor. Any garbage? Look. And you come back later. My wife isn't home. Oh, not yet, huh? Well, I seen her and Agnes rush out with a doctor. With a doctor? Yeah, they said they was going to the hospital. Hospital? What hospital? Tell me. I don't know. Let go of The hospital? I, I hope I'm not too late. Where's the phone? Operator, get me a hospital. Well, how do I know? Any hospital. Call them all. Oh, now what? What is it? You are here, Montague? Yes, but I'm busy. I'm Dr. Spitz. Dr. Spitzel. Oh, you're the one? Yeah. How is she? How is she? Well, she was a pretty sick girl, but she's all right now. Oh, thank heavens. Thank heavens. Yeah, she's resting in a hospital. She'll be home in a day or two. Tell me, doctor. Be frank with me. What was wrong with her? Oh, the usual summer ailments. She was full of worms. <laughs> Give her a couple of shots, and it's off. We just ain't to the worms. <laughs> well, what else did you have to do? Well, I clipped and plucked her. Oh, no. Yeah, I shaved off all the hair cool for the summer. <laughs> well, of course, as she always wanted a short haircut. Well, by chimney, she got it. <laughs> Doctor, this is serious. She looked terrible. Oh, she's a beauty now. Looks good, eh? Oh, wait till you see her with her ears clipped. <laughs> you clipped her ears? Well, she must be crazy to let you do that. Crazy? Not her. She's a smart one. I know. Already you can start teaching her tricks. Tricks? You'll see. In a few weeks you can send her alone. She'll come back with a newspaper in her mouth. <laughs> oh, no. What has happened to her? Her mind has gone. Don't you worry. I'll bring her around all right. She'll be all right. I'll get the best nurses to take care of her here. What nurses? All she needs is companionship and love. Yeah, I go bring her home. Poor Lily. Companionship and love. Why does a man find out these things when it's too late? From now on, my life has but one goal. Bringing Lily back to normal. <laughs> Boy, you got it bad. Here, lie down. I walked to that door at the hospital. I didn't know what hit me. Well, it's a good thing you found out you're allergic to dogs. Oh, Agnes, don't even mention the word dogs. I'm glad we got in touch with Zinzer in time. He's going to take don't, the... Don't say it. ...the D.O.G. back. <laughs> Just let me lie here and recuperate. I never in my life want to see another... I'll get the door. Oh, it's you. Agnes, is she home? Oh, there you are, Lily. Now, Lily, don't get up. Edwin, I... I... Poor, poor little Lily. Can you ever forgive me? Edwin. Things are going to be different from now on, Lily. I spoke to the doctor. You did? You need love and companionship. You have all my love, Lily. Oh, Edwin. And look what I brought you to keep you company when I'm not by your side. I I bought you this. What? Well, look in, in this basket. <laughs> oh, no! Lily! Big jerk, get that dog out of here. But I bought it! Get it out, I can't stand it. Oh, well, what are you going to do? Spring is right about women. Don't pamper them. <laughs> <laughs> 
here's a word from RCA Victor. Just up the street or around the corner from your home is a man who provides a very important service to you and your neighbors. He's your local radio and television service man. Yet, curiously enough, the importance of his services is not fully recognized until your radio or television set develops trouble. Then he's needed just as a policeman or a doctor or a fireman is needed when the occasion arises. And like these other community servants, your neighborhood repairman has the experience and equipment to provide you with prompt, dependable service. For example, if your television set requires a new picture tube, he'll recommend a genuine RCA picture tube. Your repairman knows from experience that an RCA picture tube will give you the clearest, sharpest picture your set is capable of delivering. He'll tell you, in fact, that all electronic television is an RCA development. So next time your set develops trouble, regardless of its make, model, or size, rely on your local radio television technician for fast, economical repair. And don't forget to ask him for genuine RCA tubes and parts. Then you're sure of enjoying the very best that your television set has to offer. Listen again next week, friends, to the magnificent Montague starring Monty Woolley. The Saturday night transcribed feature on NBC's all-star festival of comedy, music, mystery, and drama. Brought to you by Chesterfield. Always milder, better tasting, cooler smoking, plus no unpleasant aftertaste. By Anison for fast relief from pain of headache, neuritis, and neuralgia. And by RCA Victor, world leader in radio, first in recorded music, and first in television. The Magnificent Montague was created and directed by Nat Hyken and written by Nat Hyken and Billy Friedberg. Anne Seymour was Lily. Pert Kelton was Agnes. Also heard on tonight's broadcast were Art Carney, Johnny Gibson, John Griggs, and Frank Milano. Jack Ward was at the organ. This is Don Pardo. Magnificent Montague has come to you from our Radio City studios in New York. Tomorrow, hear New Theater and the NBC Symphony on NBC.